Welcome to the Six Minute States. My name is Helen Bowditch and with me is Simon Delarue. We've just been listening to the first day of the States debate and we're going to have a quick chew over some of the issues. So Simon, you listened in to the first bit, which was something about the Civil Contingencies Authority. Yeah, that's right. It was actually a statement from uh, Deputy Peter Fairbrush, who is, of course, the chairman of the CCA. And uh, he started that with um, uh, saying that there's going to be a proposal. I think it's going to come, well, they said it was going to come back to States members in November to make permanent the emergency powers given uh, during this pandemic crisis to the medical officer of health. And I spoke to a couple of uh, deputies who were sort of milling about afterwards um, below the chamber about whether they'd had any inkling that this was coming and they hadn't um, and it certainly took me by surprise so yeah the suggestion is that um, the medical officer of health you know has these powers to restrict the movement of people coming and going off the island with you know isolation and that sort of thing and that those powers are going to be made permanent well the word permanent was in the statement um, later on there's, there was a, a reference to the fact that it's anticipated that we'll be living with covid for some years to come so you have to imagine that at some point such powers would have to be removed again it's hard to believe that um, such a position would come with such power on a on a genuinely permanent basis but yeah that certainly took uh, me by surprise and a few of the deputies and then it was over to me so I had listened to some questions about the payout uh, given to uh, the former chief executive of the states Paul Whitfield now it was deputy Gavin St Pierre who had six questions to ask about this and it was a little bit of a charade really because the uh, the answer to, to all six questions was exactly the same that uh, you know that the, the states does not comment on individual matters um, deputy St Pierre did try very hard to, to glean some information and he tried to sort of rephrase some of his questions in a more generic way. I think the upshot was really though that um, we're not going to find out what the payout given to um, Mr. Fit- Mr. Whitfield was because it's, 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 it's this matter of confidentiality, although there's also an argument that it's taxpayers' money, although it did make me wish I worked in the sort of job where you get a payout. <laughs> Do we know for sure whether there has been a payout? Is- well, I, I think that that is a that's probably a pretty safe assumption that yeah. that that he did you had listened to some questions about mental health didn't you yeah and this is a subject actually that uh, deputy lester carapel in particular has been asking a lot of questions on deputy gollop i was also asking questions about it today as he has done before and um the thing we learned from that uh from deputy al Bruard, who was having to field these questions Um, is that um, a report, a review that was uh, undertaken internally um, can't be published in full, he said, because it uh, it was conducted with the understanding that it wasn't going to be published, so people were able to be more candid in what they said, so that you can't then turn around and say, oh, actually, we're going to publish it after all. But the author of the report is going to be invited, uh, because of Deputy Lester Carapel's uh, persistence on this, to um, drum up a summary of the report, and then that can be published. So, um, inch by inch, Deputy Carapel is getting somewhere with the his attempt to get more information about provision of mental health services on the island and he has explained that he's asking these questions with this persistence because he's had islanders tell him that they're unsatisfied with the um, provision of these services locally there's been accusations of uh, unprofessional behavior for example so uh, a little bit more progress for him on that front and there were some interesting questions as well from deputy david delisle about well how much land how much agricultural land has been lost to this thing called domestic curtilage which is effectively garden 
uh, you know, added God and uh, how much land has been lost to this. And the answer was more than 300 verges of agricultural land in the in the period between 2016 to 2020 um, has been turned into domestic curtilage um, so that cue then a mad sort of frantic uh, hunt by me to find out what that is in football pitches because it's absolutely compulsory uh, for all uh, newspaper journalists to to refer to all of these things using the measurement of football yeah, either pitches. that or in comparison <laughs> yeah. to the size of Wales generally yeah, yeah. <laughs> possibly tennis courts but um, I think I, I, I had to really check my uh, my mathematics but I think uh, from memory I think I worked out it was 75 football pitches so that is a lot of land that has has been turned into into gardens yeah i'm sure there are some on the island who said we who would say we could do with 75 more football pitches or indeed uh, the, the think of the potatoes you could grow in that area of land yes yeah lot, you know? and then and then we got on to talking about the elections from last year and there was a, lots of themes and you wanted to pick up on female representation that was the thing that yeah well up a few times, it, it did get brought up quite a few times um and uh this was really Really, the the idea of this uh, report coming to the states was basically: what do you want us? To, this is the, the states assembly and constitution committee. What do you want us to look into when we're conducting a review of the island's first ever island-wide election? And um, there was a, a list of things, and they said, "Yeah, go ahead and look at pretty much everything apart from uh, candidates having to go out and get more n- nominees." Um, but the yeah, the female representation thing came up quite a lot, and um, really, it was just automatic uh, enrolment. That was another yeah, thing. The hustings. Actually, Deputy Steve Fowler, he had my favourite idea. Of the of the debate because he suggested because you were you were in Australia at the time but um, that night we had to stay up until sort of quarter to two to uh, listen to get the results and then interview all the candidates and you're kind of knackered by that time and everyone just wanted to go home really so and Deputy Fowler had a great idea make it more sort of Eurovision orientated so um, you know. you could update the count as it goes so you could be saying right well deputy fairbrush is in the lead or deputy st pierre is in the lead or you know this new candidate is doing great so that would make it more exciting and get people interested on that night well we'll uh, the report will come back to states members so we'll find out whether that suggestion <laughs> gets any traction whatsoever <laughs> i doubt it somehow but there well, we deputy go Mirvel did sound quite positive about it and it's summing up but yeah, yeah we'll have to wait and okay. see okay election yeah. night as entertainment we yeah. shall see okay well that's it for the oh sta- we talked about chuay but they didn't finish oh yeah, no, yeah. we didn't get on to chuay yeah. yes no they so did oh dear we're running started, over time but yeah, anyway yeah but just to let you know they're debating aren't they whether to dig a no new hole at chuay or not yeah, no we'll talk to you much more about that tomorrow because they will talk about and we'll talk about tax but but for now, that's it from us. Good night.